Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. And a good morning, Birds fans. Appreciate you streaming in here to Birds 365 on a kind of Thursday. And what I mean by that is, does anybody really know what day of the week it is with the whole holiday thing? I don't know about you, but I'm confused. And I'm easily confused. But the Eagles can't be confused, Johnny Mac, even though we have to acknowledge they're all just like regular human beings like us. They got family. They got holidays. They got everything else to do. But they got to focus in and get ready for the Cardinals. And I know it's Jonathan Gannon week. And we'll probably get some comments on the stream about Jonathan Gannon. And I get it. Uh, the whole way that Jonathan Gannon's career ended here in Philadelphia. You got to let it go. If you want to pick it up again next week, feel free. Go ahead. Get ticked off. Blame Jonathan Gannon and everything else. But this week, just worry about the Arizona Cardinals. You got a football team that's got three wins coming to town. You can't afford to stub your toe. One thing I don't want to hear this week is, oh, it's got to be a get-right week. Well, guess what? Last week was a get-right week, and they got right. They won. They didn't dominate the Giants the way some people thought they would and felt they needed to, but they won, and that was much more important than anything else. Same thing here this week against the Cardinals, John. Win the game. Win the game. Move on, get a little bit closer to the end of the season. We'll see what the Lions and the Cowboys do and the 49ers do. We'll have a better grasp on it. Just win the game this week. Is there any way they can't win the game this week? Um, sure. It's an NFL game. I mean, as you mentioned, uh, you know, the New York Giants were in a position to potentially tie the game. I think people forget the two-point conversion as well. So you got to make a couple plays to even get to overtime. But you know, when Tyrod Taylor came in the game, they got some juice and 
I, I always say all NFL teams have a bunch of good players, and, and the Giants are no exception. The Cardinals are no exception. You always hear me say it's not college where you literally have like a bunch of games. You know if you're a big-time school, you're going to win. I mean, they're glorified scrimmages. You know you're going to win certain games. It isn't like that in the NFL. Um, and even the worst teams can jump up and bite you uh, uh, on a given week, and especially this year where there's no real dominant teams. Everybody's shown some significant faults, even Baltimore, San Francisco at the top. So, um, yeah, anybody can beat you. And um, especially when you have a Kyler Murray type Um I go back to that first game with Josh Dobbs and, and, and he just won a game by himself and Josh Dobbs isn't very good because, but what he can do is make some plays off schedule um, and just, you know, do some weird quirky things. Kyler's actually good and he can do that. Um, So yeah, they could lose the game, but uh, if they, you know, probably bring their C game. They're probably going to win it. You know, they'd have to play really poorly. Um, they'd have to turn it over a bunch, and they've been yeah. prone to turn it over Show, a bunch. Show the capability of doing that, yeah. Johnny Mac. Um, you know, somebody slipping like the Giants. If you think about the Giants game, I mean, they dominated that game, but you had two, two big mistakes. The, the kickoff return where the friendly fire fumble uh, uh, of Boston Scott, when Alameda Zacchaeus ran into him and Dallas Goddard slipping turns into a pick six and bang, you got a game. So something like that would have to happen, but something like that can happen. And again, Kyler especially can go out and just win a game by himself. Um, And so he's a little bit scary. Matt Patricia talked about him and, their speed as a whole on offense with Hollywood Brown. And um, so, yeah, I mean, they got a bunch of good players. They just don't have a bunch of good players when it compared to, to high level NFL teams like the Eagles. So, um, but, and, and JG is obviously going to obviously want to win this game. Um, Very competitive and Nick's very competitive and he wants to win this game, but yeah. I'll tell you, talked to a bunch of players, defensive players yesterday. Let's get the JG nonsense out of the way. Nobody, nobody, to your point, turn the page. Nobody dislikes the guy in that building. Nobody dislikes it. Do they wish it, it worked out better? Sure. Uh, do they wish they would have been able to get Big Pangio? Sure. Timing didn't work out. That's it. Turn the page. And by the way, I'll just say this about Vic Fangio. If he was here, you'd hate his defense too. Bottom line. Bottom line. So get over it. That's true too because uh, it's not about pressure on every single play with it. Uh, there's a reason why they call it the Fangio defense. If he was here, they'd be playing the Fangio defense. That's yeah. Um, and the point you made about the quarterback, I think it's something that we have to keep our eye on. I wrote it down as one of my keys to the game. Um the Eagles in their first, they just keep adding up. Man, we got to the end of the season fast. 15 games have played, for my estimation, one, one quarterback who can make plays with his legs. And when I make plays with his legs, I'm not talking about extending plays and off-schedule plays because even 
pocket quarterbacks can be forced to do that every once in a while. And if they can, they can. I'm talking about pull it down, turn it up the field, get a chunk of yardage, move the chains, everything. One, Josh Allen. That's it. Go back over their schedule. Go la- go back and look. At the- there aren't that many quarterbacks in the league that can do it to the level that Josh Allen can. Uh, we, we think that Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts used to be able to, he's still one of the better ones, but he isn't as good as he was last year. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, that's it. There's like five of them in the whole league anymore, but the Eagles have only played one, Josh Allen. And for those of you who don't remember, Josh Allen rushed nine times for 81 yards, including two rushing touchdowns. So the one guy that they played all year that you would go, man, you got to remember, he can take off with the ball at any time, actually put up some pretty damn big numbers against the Eagles. So I don't know how they will or how well they will defense a quarterback like Josh Allen purely with his legs. I'm not talking about the passing game. The passing game's a passing game. And Eagles, where they're at, where they're at, got some improved play from young corners last week. May get Avante Maddox. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Back this weekend, I'm legitimately scared that uh, Kyler Murray could end up being a key guy in this game when he decides not to throw the football, John. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. And and as I said, Matt Patricia explaining, talking about him yesterday, about how he gets to um, his top speed so quickly. So he destroys. He's one of those guys. You mentioned Lamar. He's one of those guys that, destroys pursuit angles of defenders um and yeah i mean last year he almost beat them making plays um out in arizona um and that was the backup kicker game the camp cameron dicker game they had the better backup kicker for just one good memory uh hopefully carrying leading off leading into this game you're right he kept them in the game he cost them the game by sliding one yard short. Well, that's true. On the first that's true. down. Yeah. All they had to do is go one more yard, and the Eagles could have lost that game last hey, year. That's harder than people think. The NFL, man, that you would think with the technology, they, they would they would get a better. There's so many times coaches are told on the field it's a first down, and they're starting to go with a first and ten play, and all of a sudden they go, "Oh no, it's not." And it ends up being fourth down, and they got to scramble. NFL's got to pick that, but yeah, anytime you know, you, you got to make do sure you, think you get that the first was based down. on that play last year. No, I'm just saying in general, just okay, yeah, because it was you pretty know. obvious it was the yard short. No. That wasn't it. I, I, oh my god, know. they got the first down. Oh no, they don't have the first down. No, no. he never got close to yeah. the first down. He it's could just, have, but he cho- chose to, to go into a slide. You know me, I get in the tangents. It's one of my pet peeves. That happens a lot to coaches, and and it shouldn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's got to do a better job. But it it doesn't change the fact that you know, one mistake doesn't mean he can't. He could have had the first down. He made a mistake. Yeah. Um, and he's that type of player. Um, and you know, for a quarterback, do you slide? Do you dive? Um, and and obviously, if you slide, they're going to place the ball where it is when you start to slide. Um, so yeah. No doubt that was a, a poor mistake, but you saw his ability to do the things that you were talking about. Um, and he's a really good player. And I think people could forget about that because they hit a, a, a rocky road at the end of the Cliff Kingsbury era. Um, and and now they're in a rebuilding stage. But, man, they were 9-0, I think, or 8-0, something 
absurd. Uh, Not uh, last year, year before yeah, that. The year yeah, 2021. Yeah, the yeah, last 20... team to lose a game. Yeah. I mean, and it, people forget my point to that is people forget how good Kyler Murray is uh, for whatever reason. They, you know, they turn quickly when, um, and, and quarterbacks get all the blame. You, you see it here. Um, it happens in every city. Uh, and they get all the credit when you win. So it's part of the gig, but people forget how, how talented he is. And he's, he's very talented. All right. I know Johnny, it wasn't a full uh, practice uh, previous this week, yesterday. So we got an injury estimate. I would say more good than bad in the fact that Avante Maddox was a full practice. Does that guarantee he's going to play this week? No, it does not. But the fact that it was a full practice, not limited is good news. Uh, and that both of the two missing linebackers from last week's game at least were limited. Um, uh, today's a much more important practice, full practice, uh, two days before the game. You can read more into it, uh, but at least off the limited and uh, uh, not knowing exactly what uh, it means because it's an estimation. Uh, I, I was buoyed at least somewhat by yesterday's injury report. How about you? Yeah, more so because we talked to Brandon Graham, and he just blitzed right through Nick Sirianni's nonsense. He said, we're getting Cunningham back. We're getting Morrow back. Um, um, with with Abonte, Slay's going to be back soon, but not, you know, whether with Slay and Abonte, it's about. And and Abonte was a full practice last week, all the entire week. So he hasn't played since week two. So there's there's a ramp-up period in it you know, it kind of depends on what they want that to be. Um, but he's very close. I don't know if it's going to be this week, next week. I assume they want to get him out there before the playoffs. Um, with Slay, he's certainly going to be out there for the playoffs. The question is, do they want him back for the final game or something of that nature? And that I can't answer. But Cunningham should be back this week. Morrow should be back this week. Landon Dickerson should be back this week. So, and and Brandon just, you know, no subterfuge. Nick can try it, but Brandon just said, you know, those ghost guys are essentially playing. So that's that's big. And, um, you know, they don't have great linebackers, but it's not. They went in the last week's game um, with Shaq Leonard who got here December 3rd or 4th or whatever it was, and Ben Van Sumeren as the linebackers. I mean, and 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 they were able to persevere, but let's be honest. And I saw, and I'm not trying to pick on anyone, but I saw somebody in the chat say, you know, oh, they got much better with Matt Patricia. I told you this was coming. I mean, come on, guys. They're they're it's baked in the improvement. That's part of the unfairness. And I think Matt Patricia's a better coach. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's a better coach than Sean Decide. But um it was baked in. They were going to improve with Sean Desai. They were going to improve with Jody Mack. They were going to improve because Drew Locke was on the schedule and Tommy DeVito, and now it's the 3-12 and 12 card, and then you get the Giants again. They were always going to improve. Instead, I, of, instead you know, of, and let's note, instead of the Cowboys and the 49ers. Yes, Cowboys huge, and, huge Bills, and Bills. And Bills, right. Uh, I mean, come on, guys. That, I warned. I, you got to put the context on this stuff. They, they struggled mightily against the 49ers 
and the Bills and the Cowboys at home. The Cowboys at home, where they're averaging 40 points a day in a game. Um, and yeah, they struggled and they should have done better, but it was always going to be improvement. And everybody knew it, what, no matter who was there. Agree wholeheartedly on that end. And that's why we have to, although it'll be very difficult for some of our streamers and my listeners on WIP to put Gannon behind them for the week. I know this is the week. You've been uh, waiting for this week. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's the Arizona Cardinals. It's not down to the Gannon come to town. It's the Arizona Cardinals coming I to town. Just, and the I, Eagles can have I to just beat say, the Arizona Cardinals. I just want people to forget... The timeline, the Fangio part of it, the timeline doesn't fit. And Tim McManus did a good job, and those guys did a good job of confirming, and they had some extra stuff. You know, the exact same timeline that I had 10 months ago, they confirmed, but they locked down the actual day when the Eagles were made aware of the impermissible call, which was Friday before the Super Bowl. Now, Jody, you can say, I, I texted you on Saturday. Gannis got the Cardinals job. Yeah, he did, before the um, game was ever played. You texted me that de- the day before. Yeah, and if I know it, Howie knows it. Um, but anyway, it, he didn't get the call till after the championship game. Vic Fangio agreed to terms with the Dolphins on that day. Tom Pelissero is the one who reported it. It was January 29th. Gannon, I talked to Gannon after the championship game. I congratulated him. I said, sorry about the Houston job. He was disappointed about not getting the Houston job for the second straight year. He talked to John Clark. He thought he was coming back. The call happened after, after, after Vic Fangio agreed, by the way, to take the largest coordinator contract in NFL history with the Miami Dolphins. And Vic Fangio isn't, Josh McDaniels. And that was the other new part of, of Tim's report. The Eagles tried to get him to change his mind. And he wouldn't do it because yeah. he's a stand-up guy. Now, part of it is also he's getting the largest contract in NFL history. Part of it's money as well. And, and part of it's uh, taxes. But, you know, Florida's obviously must, much more desirous from a, from a money standpoint. As our guest Ricky Ricardo knows. Um, part That's Florida, true. part Northeast. Um, yeah. So he was never going to Josh McDaniels, the, uh, the Miami. Dog. And oh, by the way, John, and I try not to speak for, uh, someone else other than myself. I do it from time to try and try and read into what people are really motivated by in uh, a fan base, either via stream comments or phone calls that I get. I think people are actually more put off by the fact that they believe, they believe, talk about trying to read someone else's mind that Jonathan Gann wasn't wholly there for the Super Bowl. That that bothers them more, that the timing of it, and they could add Vic Fangio. They really believe that Jonathan Gannon was not mentally prepared to be the coach in the Super Bowl, which I give you one guy who, if he's got reason to be ticked off, if there's someone who's got reason to be ticked off, Nick Sirianni's on the record as saying, I fully have faith that Jonathan Gannon was 100% committed, 100% focused for the Super Bowl game. The guy who's had the most direct effect to him, his partner in crime, his head coach, believes it had zero effect. Zero. Not .001. Zero effect on the Super Bowl. 
Gannon knowing that. Well, uh, I, 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 I've been telling people, and you've heard me say it, Shane Steichen spent more time with the Colts in the lead-up to the Super Bowl than Jonathan Gannon did with the Cardinals. But nobody knows that. Nobody mentioned Shane Steichen. And by the way, Shane Shane was also 100% invested. I'm not saying. Most competitive guy, think about it. Even if you want to go to that point, Jody, you don't want to leave Philadelphia with a Super Bowl ring. I mean, it's the most competitive. It's just the dumbest narrative to get to that point and say, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to win this game. The biggest. He doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. Are you kidding me? Didn't have one before. And you don't know if you're ever going to get a chance to even get back there and get a shot at another one. It's the dumbest narrative. It really is. All right. Uh, We are going to upgrade the dumbness of the show. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, Ricky Ricardo is going to join us. The voice of the Eagles in Espanol, host on WIP. Uh, muchas gracias, Ricardo, for coming on with us. Ricky Ricardo's next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money 
in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. You've got Jody McDonald, John McMullen, and the voice of the Eagles, and Espanol, Ricky Ricardo. Good enough to jump in with us. Get up early down in his uh, Florida state and hop on with us here on Birds 365. Uh, how are your holidays, Mr. Ricardo? Holidays were great. Jody, the uh, AEW show, oh. of which I attended last night, wow. did All not right. finish until after midnight. So I'm actually waking up in the middle of the night for you guys, but I would only do it for you two, for Mac and Mac. But it was an outstanding, outstanding AEW show last night. I am I am much impressed. Which I, I need to interrupt you. Don't tell me who won the final match. Because I'll tell you this, the taping time on my DVR ran out. So I don't know how the final match, it ended, it was still ongoing. Because as you said, it ran long. And the stupid announcer always said, we'll stay past the top of the hour. Unless, of course, you got somebody recording it and it checks out at the top of the hour. And then yeah. you're screwed. Oh, that's a big which is problem. exactly where I was at last night. Yeah, well, Tony Schiavone is that, is that uh, quote-unquote stupid announcer. And I will not tell you what happened in the Maxwell-Jacob yeah. Friedman I'll do, match. I'll do the with, uh, thing I, know, I know what happened. Don't I've tell been, me. I'm, I don't yeah. want to know. I'm don't not gonna tell. I'm not going to tell you, Jody. But, yeah, I tapped out. And I was Tony your friend. Is that your connection, Tony? Because he's done some baseball stuff. In Shivani? I've known yeah. Shivani for 40 years. Yeah. There oh, we yeah. go. When I did, uh, back when I did WCW in Espanol, we became tight. So you're talking about a good 35, 40 years ago. Nice. Yeah, the great Tony. You used to do Braves. uh, Braves. By the way, that wasn't the last match because they taped the Friday night show. Yeah. Oh, okay. After that. So that's what I'm saying. We were there till after midnight. Ah. Thank thank you for getting up early with us, Ricky. Appreciate that. Anytime, boys. Here's where I want to start with you because uh, John and I have only done one show this week. The holidays of Hitbirds 365, too. what kind of a grade would you give Jalen Hurts for his performance against the Giants the other night? Well, that's a good question. Uh, in that particular game, I will give Jalen Hurts a C plus, which is basically the grade that I'm giving him for the entire season. About a C plus. Yeah, see, I thought he was better than that. Uh, I thought, and, yeah, and I, I, think, I yeah. think that people have just. Uh, passed over that fact, didn't put the ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. The one pick he threw was because Dallas Goddard fell down. That's not his fault. And the throw had to be where it was, and it happened to be a pick six. But you're not banking on it being a potential six pick six because well, you're not banking on Goddard, Goddard falling down. Well, he I'll took care of the why. football. His one big mistake was not getting out of bounds on the first play, uh, last play before the half. But they ended up uh, being okay with that because the Giants were foolish enough to take a stupid penalty. So I thought he played at least a B-plus game. I'll tell you why. 
when you when you watch the game from my vantage point, which is basically, uh, John, you're there. It's basically yeah. the all twenty two, and then I go back with the uh, with the little NFL Plus app, which the NFL was nice enough to you know give me that subscription. They give it to the to the broadcasters. There were four occasions in that game, four occasions where he tried to force the ball into either AJ Brown or Devontae Smith or to Dallas Goddard, where he had other people open, wide open on the field. And and I'm just not sure if all this hubbubaloo about let's get let's try to get AJ involved or let's try to get Devontae involved or let's try to force the issue. Kenneth Gainwell on a wheel route was wide open with arms flailing on three different occasions when he's trying to force the ball on the other side of the field uh, to to a you know, a contented, uh, a d- defended play on the other side to a wide receiver. So I, I just think that the decision-making process in in total from the beginning of the game to the end this season, as compared to the Jalen Hurts that we saw last season that didn't have all these, his, all these clouds hanging over him and let me get this guy the ball, or let me force this play, or let me try to, you know, thread this needle I think there's a he's leaving a lot of wide open receivers. There are lanes where he could run in. Now, he ran much better this past week. I will give you that. He had a little bit more explosiveness. He, he his giddy up was a little bit better this week. But there have there have been wide open running lanes during the season uh that he hasn't taken advantage of. I just think he's left a lot out on the field this year as compared to what what I saw last year. And it's it's proven by when I go back and watch the all twenty two. Yeah. Now I'm going to defend Jalen Hurts and agree with you at the same time. All uh, right. The fact that I agree with you wholeheartedly, Ricky. He hasn't been as good this season as last season when it comes to decision making. But and and Jody will know. Jody can tell you that one of the things, and Kenny Gainwell being open on wheel routes. A lot of times when the progression of the play is on the other side of the field, I always say these quarterbacks, they're not owls. You know, they can't. can't (laughs) So their design, the play call says, all right, it might be AJ, be Devontae being the two. And then if they get all the way to three or four, maybe you, you turn to the other side of the field and you can find somebody. By that point, though, Defenders are probably going to react. And what looks wide open isn't really wide open because the defense understands where the progression is going. So they're not as concerned with the other side of the field. So I agree with your general thoughts, but you got to be very careful. I say all the fans because they constantly, because anybody, what you're talking about, NFL Plus, they give it to us. Anybody who's got 99 bucks can also get it. And you have all these people taking screenshots of wide open receivers in every game, not just the Eagles game. But you got to be careful with that stuff because if you don't know where the progression is, now sometimes maybe the progression is on that side and Jalen should see it. But if it's on the other side of the field, he's not going to be able to see Kenny Gainwell on the wheel route. So partially, I agree with you. He hasn't been as good, but boy. You know, NFL Plus is, in a lot of ways, there's unintended consequences and people looking at the All-22. 
And I can tell you the coaches get frustrated because I talk to them all the time. And it's not even the stinking progression. So it's part good, part bad. But as a whole, Jalen Hurts, I don't think has been as good as last season, but I still think he's been really good. I, I think there's it, – it's crazy the way people – Well, and, and let's let's also be honest. His offensive line, as good as it is and with the reputation that it has, I don't think the offensive line has been as good or as efficient as it was last season, which also will contribute to my downgrading the, the overall grade for Jalen. This season, and maybe my standard. Remember, I I, th- I have a certain standard of what is an ace in a starting rotation in baseball, yeah, as compared yeah. to the man in the goat in the in the gray goatee, who's you know whose level for ace may be different than mine. So you know it's uh it, it's it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. But uh, to to in the overall scheme of things, I don't think he's been as good as he was last year. But I think I do agree with you, John, at the same time that there are other elements involved that have maybe dragged that grade down a little bit. Yeah, Ricky's got about seven aces in all of Major League Baseball. I'm with Ricky. That's all it, well, maybe maybe Yamamoto. We'll see yeah. if Yamamoto joins you're, that. You're that, ready to put Yamamoto in, but not Aaron Nola. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, Remember I'm, he I'm, said that, Philly fans. Uh, I'm going to wait to see. When you call Ricky on WIP. Yeah. Um, I, I was stand, by the way, real quick baseball thought. Dice K uh Matsuzaka, you know, I was turned on him in the gyro ball. I bought into that hype and I said, Come on, all these guys come over from Japan, they make this stuff up and they're really good. Otani's phenomenal. But I mean, yeah, I gotta wait and see because I, I remember that you remember the gyro ball, Ricky? Sure. Where did where did that come? Where was that? I never yeah. saw it. Yeah, anyway. it didn't didn't quite pan out. Anyway, Ricky, uh Although it makes for a less enthusiastic chant, will we hear from the Eagle fans on Sunday, run the ball effectively? Because you need to add the effectively. Just run the ball isn't quite (laughs) enough. But this past week, they ran the ball and they ran it effectively, which means that offensive line, which you just referenced, did their job, pass blocking and run blocking. I don't think they lived up to their own standard of the best in the National Football League. Can they get on a roll of running the ball effectively starting last week against the Giants and going through the end of the season, wherever that may be? Yes, I do think they can run the ball. If I just sent you the uh, my pregame prep, which is done by the great Dave Gerhardt. John, I know you've known that. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm addicted to Dave's notes, by the way. Well, I just sent I, I don't have your email. I sent it, I just sent it to Jody. Jody can forward it to you. It's It's fantastic. You know, this line has 22. This is a number that really stuck out to me. 22 false start penalties this season, which is just for this particular line. If you tell me the New York Jets or, uh, I don't know, Washington Commanders, but for this group to have 22 false start penalties this year, I think is, uh, is a number that really sticks out to me. But I agree. They... Just the mere fact of running the football is one thing. Running it effectively and using Swift, getting Gainwell. And, uh, you know, the, the ultimate giant killer is Boston Scott. They didn't get him involved in anything other yeah. than running into Zacchaeus head first in a head first collision on a, you know, on a, on a kickoff for Pete's sake. But, uh, and I was, look, 
the, the crowd that was right below me started that whole chant of, of run the ball. And it got really loud towards the end of the game. But, uh, no, I agree. It, it's not just running the football. It's running it effectively. And they yeah. were able to do it last week without uh, or this past Sunday without Dickerson or Monday, whatever it was. By the way, Jalen Hurts with the rare clapback against the fans. He was like, yeah, you're not supposed to make noise when the offense has the football, which he's uh, – mm-hmm. A hundred percent correct. Um, now, if you look at this, what's ironic to me about this offense, they're number eight overall, Ricky, which is pretty good. They're far better rushing the ball than passing the ball. Number six overall rushing the ball. Number seven in points per game. Number two in third down offense. Number one in fourth down offense. Number 10 in red zone offense. They're basically top 10 in everything. Um what they're not top 10 in is turnover ratio. Yes. If they didn't turn the football over, if they were taking care of the football, would we even have any of these narratives about this offense is struggling and you got to change play callers and all this? Um, it's pretty good when you compare it to the rest rest of the teams in the NFL. And isn't that what you should do? That's That's the context of it. The, the raw numbers, you're right, John. The fact of the matter is that they don't create turnovers. Okay, so when the turnover ratio is so one-sided, because this team, the, this defense, isn't creating turnovers. So in, in, in your mind's eye, you can kind of balance it out if you're taking the ball away from the other side a little bit because it, it sticks in your head. But the turnovers seem to be so one-sided. They all seem to be, you know, Eagle turnovers, and this defense hasn't been turning over. And and the fact that they can't get off the field on third down, I mean, they're one of the worst, if not the worst. I think they went into last week's game. as They were were the worst. They're up to uh, number – I got to look it up. They're they're better. Matt Patricia, baby. They're number 30 (laughs) now. Number 30. Well, they went from 32 to 30 as far as getting off the field on third down. So there's a lot of little things that stick in the the back of your mind, but – uh, I agree with you. The, the offense, I, I don't think the the offense was the culprit so much in the three-game losing streak. And the fact that they're continuing to win games. I said this after the Buffalo game when I went on WIP right after the postgame show. I asked the question, is this sustainable? And what I meant by that was, could this team continue winning games against quality opponents the way they were doing it, okay, by the by the skin of their teeth, by a play here, a play there, going the wrong way for the opponent, Valdez Scantling, you know, dropping a pass, uh, Gabe Davis going one way, and and uh, and uh, you know the quarterback throwing it the other way for the Buffalo Bills. Was this sustainable? And they obviously the answer was no. They go on that three game losing streak, and. To your point, I don't think the offense was as much at fault during that three-game losing streak as the defensive side of the ball was. So, in essence, to to get back to your original question, the the offense, although Jalen has not been, and I know I'm a hard grader, so I'll go from that C plus to a B minus, which is a little bit better anyway. But uh, I think for some of the things that have brought uh, much of the chagrin to the Eagle fan base lately, I think I'd have to lean a little bit more towards what happened on the defensive side than even on the offensive side of the ball. All right. Uh, one thing 
I'll side with the fans on this one. Jalen, toughen up, toughen up. Don't make noise while we got the ball. Come on. You got to play all those games on the road. Or you got to put up a little noise when your team's got the ball. I'm not coming down on the fans. No, the of course not. And, 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 and they ask for noise. They plead for noise when the other team has the football. So, Well, yeah, yeah that's wonderful. No, I'm going to – hey, smart – Philadelphia's supposed to be a smart fan base. You're supposed to make noise for the other offense, not your own offense. So you're I'm, supposed I'm, to I'm, sit on your hands and be a church mouse when the Eagles hey, have the ball? If you want to call yourself a smart fan base, you you have to you have to you can make all the noise you want, but when that clock hits fifteen and you let the offense do what they need to do, yeah, that's oh, that's just the way it you, is. And I'll disagree on this one. Yeah, well, you pay, you, pay you go in, you do whatever the hell you want, and if you're a little loud, you got to be able to suck it up and get that done. done. And as Luber you do it on the road. You can't do it at home. Come on. Well, those are two different discussions. You can do whatever you want. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying if you want to call you yourself a Jaylen smart fan base. saying they can't. I'm, I'm saying if you want to call yourself a smart fan base and you want to help your team, help your team. That's all I'm saying. Well, as That's lubricated as that fan base can get prior to the game, and you know, once they get in that building, they're uh, you know, they're ready to get a good percentage of that fan base is well lubricated from that parking lot. I don't know if they can discern. If you'll notice, guys, the Eagles will use silent counts at home on occasion. Not not usually it's not for the noise, but it's usually when they're running tempo. But they will use the silent count at home. And you don't want to be the LA Chargers where you have to use the silent count at home because the other team yeah, that's, that's is a playing a home game. So, now, can I ask I, you guys? Can I ask you guys a question? Go sure. Okay, this this came up during my broadcast uh, on several occasions here, where my you know my partner and I were looking at certain formations, and I'll take you back to the Manning cast of a couple of weeks ago when Christian McCaffrey was on and McCaffrey was basically saying, well, here, the Eagles are in this formation. They're going to do this. Or the Eagles are in this formation and they're going to do that. I guess it was during the Seattle game. Has this offense, and if look, if I, if I am, I'm a, I'm a broadcaster. I'm not a football analyst. You guys are more of a football analyst than I am. But if me and my partner can sit there and say, well, in this formation, the Eagles are going to do this, you know, have they become a little predictable? Go ahead, Chetty. Okay. Um, Yes. In in, in a word, yes. I think they have. Uh, Is it the the worst thing that's ever happened? No. I think Christian McCaffrey's a really smart guy, and if he did a little film work, he could probably hit nine out of every ten plays with every team in the National Football League. So are the Eagles by themselves in that thing? No. Uh, That's the National Football League, but there are probably some teams that you'd only hit six out of ten. Because yeah. they're that good at disguising. They are have that much optionality built into their offense. I think there are other teams that work harder at it than the Eagles do. Are the Eagles the worst in the National Football League? Because Christian McCaffrey got a bunch on a Monday night broadcast. No, I'm not going there. But is is it a tough league to have a disguised play every time you come up to the line of scrimmage? Yeah, it is. It's just yeah. they don't have enough hours in the week to be able to prepare to what's Gannon's favorite phrase? The whatever of, uh, oh shoot, I forget the phrase. The illusion of complexity. There no, it is. Thank uh, you very much, John McCollum. They yeah. don't have it. 
And nobody else in the National Football League has it. Some have a slightly higher percentage than the Eagles, but the Eagles don't have it either. That's it's actually great a, if you get them guessing every single play. Nobody in the NFL does that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give Sean McVay credit for that one. That's a McVay, Sean McVay. Right. Well, I, but I know you. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he stole it from somebody he stole as it well. From McVay, right, I'm, right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm sure McVay stole it from somebody as well. <laughs> but he's the first one I heard it from. But so I'll give him credit. But I, I, I agree with Jody. Christian McCaffrey can call out every nine plays. Tony Romo used to do it in the booth. All the time. Smart, All there, the was, time. there was, Ricky, there was a famous NFL films um, uh, clip on when Luke Keekley, one of the great linebackers um, um, of his generation, he's calling out every play. He knew every single play. Um, I guarantee in that Seattle game that Christian was doing, I guarantee you Bobby Wagner knew every single play. A lot of these guys know what's coming. It's about execution. Jimmy Johnson wrote in his book, when the Cowboys were having their run, he had three running plays with Emmitt Smith in that offensive line. Go stop it. You know what's coming. It's like the Eagles in the push-tush. Everybody knows what. That's predictable. (laughs) Stop it. Yeah, so I, I think that... Christian McCaffrey's so smart. He knows every, and he played the Eagles, obviously. So he did the film work. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't worry about that even a little bit because there's a bunch of players that that know what's going on just from formations and things like that. All right, question answered. Very good. All right, let me ask you this one, Mr. Ricardo. Mm-hmm. We know that once again this week, Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith will be the three main targets of the Philadelphia Eagles passing game. Who will be, who should be the fourth target, which isn't going to be a lot, but to just draw the line at three, we saw the one game where those were the only three guys who got the ball thrown their way. And afterwards it jumped off the stat page. Really? You didn't target one other player. So you need to go a little past three. Not a lot. Not going to be a balance. It's never going to happen. They're going to be the three main targets. Who do you think should be the fourth guy this week? Well, this past week we saw Britton Covey yeah. get targeted on a couple of occasions and made his. I think I think that was his first ever catch. John, am yeah. I right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And they they gave him one snap and they didn't go back to it. I'm like, it worked. It worked. I, yeah. Uh, Calcaterra had a couple of catches. That's yeah. That that's going to be my out of the box answer. I'm well, I'm like. I think Grant Calcaterra is is a good receiver. I think they should give him more. I'm going to go Zacchaeus. I'm going to go Zacchaeus. He's one of the guys that on occasion might be that third or fourth option or third or fourth read for Jalen Hurts on a play, and uh, and he gets open and maybe isn't the first choice and doesn't get the target. But but Zacchaeus is a is a good route runner, especially you know in uh, in the red zone. So for the sake of answering the question, Jody, I think Zacchaeus is a guy that that could surprise you here in these last couple of weeks. I'm okay with either Calcaterra or Zacchaeus. Yeah, as long as I, it's not I, Quez, don't think it's going to be Julio. Man. It will not be Quez. That what that much I can tell you. How about Albert Akwegmana? <laughs> well, you know what we call him. You know, everybody calls him Albert O. Oh, right? Albert O. Yeah. So on the Spanish broadcast, we just make it very simple. Alberto. 
Albert. There you go. Nice. It works nice. even Very good. Yeah. Albert, uh, Albert uh, will not be dressing. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee that along with Rashad Penny. So yeah, I, I, you know what the receivers I've seen enough of the receivers. I don't, I don't know if Julio has anything left. Um, Quez is Quez. Alameda does some nice things occasionally, but I don't see the consistency. I think Cal Katerra has the potential to be a good pass receiving tight end. I'm like, and, and remember with this offense, it's going to be, three targets, something like that. But I think they should try to get him involved a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, it's half dozen. And 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 it's probably going to be the running backs, either DeAndre or, or Kenny Gainwell. Or, Gain, or Gainwell. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, but then again, this past week, how many times did they talk to either of the running backs? Oh, they didn't. It just it it isn't part of their offense. It's not a big part, even though uh, my guy Ricky here saw Gainwell open on a wheel route on the other side of the field with the quarterback never got a look. They don't do it. They you don't know. do it. Jalen doesn't do it. I don't think all of a sudden in the next last game of the regular season it's going to become a focal point of their offense. Uh, just, if you're a throw it to Gainwell, oh, definitely not a focal point. I'm just saying no. the occasional, you know, the occasional. And Kenny had a pretty good game uh, receiving against the Giants. I forget what he had. I'll look it up real quick. I got. Oh, yeah, he did have three catches. You're right. Yeah, three uh, for thirty-eight. Wasn't bad. Wasn't yeah. bad. Um, Ricky, what scares you more going into this game against the Cardinals? Kyler Murray throwing the football or Kyler Murray running the football? Um, Kyler Murray running the football. You know, I, I watched a couple of nights ago. I sat down and watched the, uh, Cardinals bears game. The bears came into that game on, on Sunday. I think it was on Sunday, right? This whole Sunday, Monday thing really got me thrown off. Mm Mm-hmm. But Kyler Murray against a very good Bears defense, which was near the top or at the top of the league going into that game. Now they ended up winning the game, and and the uh, and the Cardinals only scored sixteen points. But I tell you what, although they they could only cash in for sixteen points, Kyler Murray had a heck of a game. If he had any semblance of receivers, other than uh, you know Greg Dortch, Greg Dortch, uh, maybe. And the uh, and the tight end uh, McBride, if he had anybody to throw the football to, you know this this might be a quasi dangerous offense. But Kyler Murray has got an escapability, you know, uh, ability to get out of the pocket and get away from from would be tacklers. Unlike maybe Lamar, I can count on one hand the guys that, that can run around and and, and escape tackles yeah. as as well as, as Kyler Murray does. And I'm not sure. The Eagles have the kind of speed or the kind of defenders that that can stop him. So, uh, to your point, Jody, I, I'm not as as much concerned about him throwing the ball because he really doesn't have too many too many weapons at his disposal. But when he takes off and starts running the football, he he can make the defense look look like they're in a rat maze. He is really really good at that. Yeah. Uh, Matt Patricia was talking about that yesterday, Ricky, about how he just he gets up to top speed so quickly. He just yeah. kind of destroys uh, pursuit angles uh, at RR underscore Ricardo F.A.N. That is Ricky Ricardo on X Twitter voice of the Eagles. 
in Espanol, as Jody says. Last one for me is Matt Patricia. The defense has gotten better, Ricky. Now it has. It helps when you're playing uh, uh, Drew Locke and Tommy DeVito instead of Josh Allen and the, and Brock Purdy and the 49ers and Dallas at home, where they average 40 points a game. Um, part of it is just natural. You are going to get a little bit of a bump and be more successful, and that will likely continue against Arizona, as you mentioned, their issues, and the Giants again. Are you believing in Matt Patricia? You know, I was uh, I was starting to get to that point until I watched Jackson Smith and Jigma run right by Bradbury on that Monday night, which that play, that play in that game may come back to bite the Eagles keister unlike anything else for the remainder of this season because with that 49er loss, which I didn't pick, Okay, I got. I'm. I. I. I got to be honest with you. I thought the Niners would run right through the Ravens, but with that Raven victory over San Francisco, which gets them to four defeats and you know ties the record up, but obviously the tiebreaker goes to San Francisco. But if that one play, if we can sit here in a few weeks and look back and say, "Wow, that play may be the one that changed the course of this season." and might, might be the difference between the Eagles being the number one overall seed and being two or three, depending on what Detroit and Dallas do. I do. I think the Eagles will win both these games. But you know, we're, we've got to cheer for Dallas this week, which to, to Eagle fans is, uh, is you know, nails on a blackboard. It's, you know, it's almost poisonous or blasphemous to say. But I, I thought the defense played much better. Granted, it was Locke, as you said, against Seattle. Granted, it was DeVito who gets, you know, benched halfway through this game. No more cutlets. Aaron Judge no more cutlets. came back yeah. from buying him dinner a couple of nights ago in New York. So what <laughs> restaurant? Do we know, Jody? Where the heck were they? I have no idea. DeVito, I hope, Aaron I, Judge picks up the tab for yeah, Pete's sake? Well, I hope Aaron picked up the tab. I mean, come yeah, on. He's got Aaron, a couple more yeah. bucks than Tommy Cutler. Yeah, But, but uh, no, to your point, John, uh, I think the defense – and especially this week, we had no linebackers and no Nick Morrow on the field. Nick's no- coming back. Zach's coming back. Brandon Graham just plowed through all the Sirianni subterfuge. Yeah, I want to see. I'm I'm interested to see how the defense reacts this week with a legitimate guy that you have to game plan against in Kyler Murray. They're not the best team, the Cardinals. They're not going to beat the Eagles. But to judge specifically how the defense is improving, Against a guy like Murray and James Conner, and they, you know they they they've got some outlets to go to there. The uh, the Cardinals do, I think, more than what the Giants have. Uh, then uh, it's interesting uh, to me to see how they react this week, and I could much better answer that question after Sunday one o'clock against a guy like Murray. But no, I do agree that uh, under Patricia for these last couple of weeks, at least on the surface, they look better. All right, Ricky. Here's my last one. All right. And I'll go a little bit more tip of the spear than John just did, called it Sirianni subterfuge. I'll go with lying, because um, Sirianni lied. Competitive advantage, Jody. Uh, screw competitive advantage. <laughs> Nick Sirianni said uh, after the game that maybe he needs to be a little bit more emotionally constrained. That that he's shown a little too much on the sidelines. Maybe it was tied to the shouting match that he got in with Hassan Reddick. But he he uh, 
capsulized himself as a guy who's got to be a little bit more careful, a little bit more under control. Is he lying to himself? Is he lying to us? Will he actually try and change going into this week? If you believe that Sirianni, and I do, has got to be a little bit more controlled. This is a this is a big week for you, not only in the standings, but John and and Jeff Kerr and who else did we have on Monday? Uh, both of our guests are uh, Andrew DeCecco. Andrew DeCecco said after the game in the locker room, you couldn't tell that the Eagles won, that there was no joy involved, that their emotions were like. Yeah, but that's not good at this stage of the season, Ricky. They need to be upbeat. They need to believe in themselves. They got to be up. And they're taking their cue from their coach. And their coach is admitting, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit too emotional. Is Sirianni the right guy this week to set the right mindset and the right tempo in this locker room for these last two games of the season? Gentlemen, of all the things that I will be watching Nick Sirianni for this week, it's not so much the adjustment or game plan on offense or defense. It will be exactly that Jody McDonald. I want to see how he handles the emotion and how he takes back control of his football team. The coordinators, they'll make adjustments. They'll do the little intricacies of game planning against this particular football team. But the same way those players felt, the same way that those reporters you just mentioned described the locker room, I felt the exact same way. As I walked out of Lincoln Financial Field and went to the radio station on Monday evening, it was a win that felt like a loss. Now, here's the problem. Short of maybe the Tampa Bay game and the Miami game this year, Short of those two, I have felt that way the majority of this particular season, even though we have a record of 11 up and four down, I have yet to walk out of that stadium this year. And I mean, it could have been the Dolphin game that, uh, to me, I guess, was the most complete victory of the season so far this year. I felt that way to to an extent all year long. So this, this whole notion of, well, they haven't played their best game yet, blah, 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 blah. That all falls back on the coach. And if if you if you had just arrived from, I don't know, Ecuador somewhere, and you didn't know one thing or the other, and you had to you were asked who won this game on Monday evening, and you didn't know the difference, you'd probably be perplexed as who the winners were coming off the field. So yeah. I, I, I want to see how Sirianni regains control of this team and steers his ship back in a more positive direction starting this week and then going to the Meadowlands the following week. That, to me, is is more of an intriguing thing to watch for this week than anything else. Does it have anything to do with Dom? Is you know Was Dom a guy Dom. that... that 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 might Tom controlled Nick Sirianni. I've heard that theory. Well, I've heard, I've heard that too. You know, that, that is this a, a a big Dom thing that there's nobody to to remind they him. Finally, he won a game. They were they they hadn't won a game without Dom on the sidelines, so they broke that streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we'll see if that continues. I've heard that before with Tom. Uh, but you know, wait, time time out, Philadelphia. You're both doing this tongue tongue in cheek, right? No. Yeah, if you think about Sean McVay, I talked about Sean. McVay. Remember, he had the get back coach 
Everybody was in that. That was Ted Rath, by the way, works for the Eagles now. He had to get back. Sean McVay was so into the game, he would walk onto the field. And Ted Rath, uh, you never saw it, would pull him back, and he'd have to keep him in the box. These guys get uh, too emotional. Now, I don't think it's that. To no, that I don't think it's with, his tongue firmly Tom. planted in cheek for me. But but yeah. I want to see I want to see some more Pete Carroll per se in Nick Sirianni this week. That, you know the, than what we've seen the last couple of weeks. I want to see emotion from my head coach, but I want to see want to watch him. I want a calm, rational guy in big spots. I'd mm-hmm. rather have a calm, rational presence. Now, other people want the energy and want the fired up guy. So it kind of depends on, I, I just think of it in, in life in general. If you're emotional, you're probably not going to make the best decision. That's that's how I'd look at it. Yeah, but the, be, the best of the best is upside emotion when things are good, calm and rational when things are going bad. If you can pull that off, then that's yeah. the best of both worlds. It's not necessarily easy to is do. Is there a guy that embodies that? Over the years, that sticks out in our minds. Is it Parcells? Most Ooh. of them, yeah. Bill's a good one. Bill's a good one. Most of them are like Andy or Bill, you know, and they're calm and you know, pretty much rational most of the time. But Bill's a good one. Bill would yeah. get fired. Yeah, up. Andy, Andy's sideline started going off the rails a little bit this past, uh, you know, Monday. Also, yeah, everybody, if you're if you coach as much as those two guys, Andy and Bill Belichick. You're going to have bad seasons. You're going to have bad. I mean, people, they didn't become bad coaches overnight. It's a cyclical thing. Tom Brady ruined the NFL for for people judging. Because everyone, well, they won six Super Bowls. Like, it's easy. You're, you're seeing how difficult it is to get back to the Super Bowl here. The Eagles have the best record in the NFC, tied for the best record in the NFC. Everybody thinks they're having a crappy season. It, it, it It's hard. It's hard. And Tom Brady kind of skewed the the whole measuring stick for everybody, I think. Yeah, he did. All right, Ricky Ricardo, thank you very much for coming on. Um, I, I, all right, I got one more quickie for you. Yeah, go when ahead. When you go to New Jersey for a game, when you go to MetLife, yeah. is there a newer place you hit back to the old days? Uh, before, after the game, you just got to go and get some food or something? Some before. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> My my Sopranos joke. I go to Ferry Street Barbecue. There is nothing, no. gentlemen. You got to go into Down Neck, the the Brazilian slash Portuguese neighborhood in Newark, which is basically right behind the uh, the Penn, their version of Penn Station or the train station. Really? Yes. It's that close because yes. I take the train in there all the time. Walking yeah. distance from the train station. Walking distance from the train station. Okay. When you make decisions for your company. You look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There is a place, Jody, you've got to go here. It's called Ferry Street Barbecue. It's just a couple of blocks behind the train station. What you get for your money there is unbelievable, okay? If you are a lover of grilled chicken, grilled steak, uh, fresh salad, every, all the sides, everything at a very, very humble price, then you must Take the walk over. It's only three, two, three blocks on Ferry Street. Oh, nice. Right on the corner. It's Is called, that the it's, opposite way, the Prudential Center then? Yeah, yeah but it's two short blocks. Uh, well, we, me and my buddies every winter, we'll do this at some point. We're, we're Devils fans. We make the trip to uh, – that. we go first about 6 o'clock to Ferry Street Barbecue. Spend the hour eating there, which is incredible. You walk out of there, you'll never want to eat again. And then you would take the short walk over to the Prue, to the Rock, to watch a devil hockey game. So I'm telling you, you're going to remember me when you go over here. It's called Ferry Street Barbecue, just a couple blocks. I guess that would be east of Penn Station in Down Neck, Newark, New Jersey. Portuguese slash Brazilian style barbecue. Incredible food. Very very for under twenty five bucks. Nice. You will, you will walk out of there like you went to Peter Luger's. Very nice. And oh, by the way, I'll wait for a WWE show. I don't need to see the Devils. Uh, how with the Devils? Uh, I'm sure Vince uh, or or Hunter will schedule a show in there at some point. That's when I'll do my. AEW uh, uses that. AEW uses. AEW goes yeah. in there a lot. Yeah. They do pay per views in Newark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way. Uh, Ricky, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you getting up early, specifically because you were out late last night. Didn't hit the Ferry Street barbecue, but that's okay. You'll live. Uh, we, we'll get you back up when the playoffs roll along. Thanks. Bro. Happy New Year, everybody. That is Ricky. You Ricardo. too, Ricky. Thank thanks. Voice of the Eagles in Espanol here with us on Birds 365. I don't know why I thought of that. Just because I know he's a newer guy and he gets... Doesn't always get back up to North Jersey as much as he used to, uh, specifically on the Jersey side. He goes into New York to do Yankee stuff, but um, Ferry Street Barbecue. I'm going to have to check yeah. that. Penn Station, if, Newark. Yeah, easy. If, if I've you're going to the Prudential Center, you got to you got to take uh, New Jersey Transit. Easy. It, it's been a while since I've been there, but I used to be there twice a week, every week, every week in the Penn Station over in New Jersey, and I never knew of the Ferry Street Barbecue. So I'm going to if the circumstances fit. I'm going to have to check that out. All right. McMullen and McDonald coming back. Oh, for those of you who have been waiting, where is the voice of doom and gloom? The man, the myth, the legend himself. Bob Groats hasn't been with us in more than a month. It's absolutely been more than a month since Groats has been with us. 
and we kind of expect him to do a victory lap on James Bradbury. I'm going to have to eat some crow on that. I put Bradbury on a pedestal, and he's come tumbling back down. Broke's always stuck to, yeah, but he's not fast. He's slow. I don't know how he's doing it because he's slow. He's looking awfully slow these days. Well, not as bad this week as last week, but Bob Groats going to join us coming up in less than 15 minutes. So stay right here on Birds 365. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. You got your Mac and Mac guys on a Thursday. Let's all check the calendar and the date so we know what the hell day it yeah. is and where we're going forward. It's a Thursday, and the Eagles play Sunday at 1. Johnny Mac's favorite time, my favorite time. When oh, football my God. Is supposed to I am played. irrationally excited about a 1 o'clock game. I put that in. I'm so excited to have a 1 o'clock game. 
I can't I, even tell you. I know where you come from. It's sorry. That's just everyone's got their own life and way of doing things. But uh, Sunday at one fits into my life perfectly. That's when the games are supposed to be played. So that's the case this week. So we're sitting on a Thursday. Johnny Mac told us top of the show. Full practice today. Full media availability. Get back on a sked. See where we go from here. And the sked says it's the Cardinals coming to town. And the Eagles just have to win the game. Plain and simple. Forget the this is a get right game or this is a we're going to blow them. Just, just win, baby. Get back to Al Davis. When the Eagles were finding ways to win games in weird ways, different ways, I said here and on WIP, Al Davis would love this team because that's all they do is just win, baby, when they were 10-1. and Then they just stopped winning, baby, and we all had issues. Uh, but they did win this past week against the Giants. They need to do the same against the Cardinals, and we'll discuss all that with uh, Bob Groves coming up in less than 10 minutes from now. But, Johnny Mac, I got to ask you one question, not ego-related, because when this came down yesterday, you know how much I appreciate your football opinion on everything in football. The Denver Broncos, out of nowhere, and I give them this much credit, because after the fact now there's all this amazing reporting that they first asked Russell Wilson to redo his contract Weeks ago, weeks ago, even after he'd won a couple of games, they went to him and said, Russ, we need you to redo your contract in case you get hurt. We can't be on the hook for all this injury stuff. You got to redo this for us. And Russell Wilson, at least in my opinion, rightfully said, no, I I only got here a year and a half ago. And you already you gave me an extension. We all agreed on an extension when my contract had two years to run on it. We agreed to a five year extension. So you now want me to redo an extension, which hasn't even started yet. He's still on his original Seattle contract. The five-year extension hasn't kicked in yet, and you want me to rip it up and redo it. So Russell very politely, I'm sure, said, yeah, no, I'm not interested in doing that. So Denver makes the decision to pull the plug when they're still in playoff contention. Yeah. When Russell Wilson is playing better. Now, he's not playing to the Russell Wilson level of Super Bowl Russell in Seattle, but he was pretty damn bad last year. If you're going to do it, why didn't you do it last year? When the day Sean Payton took over, say, all right, we're scrapping everything. We're going to take a massive step backwards and rebuild it under Sean from that. No, they they, they play on, and Russell's playing better, and somehow they decide – that Jared Stidham gives them a better chance to win these last. Wow, I don't believe that part. Oh, of it. the coach said it yesterday. Our uh, number one priority is still winning games. I, yeah, I heard Sean talk. I mean, he's thirty-five. I for, well, first thing when you said what what do you think? I think about it from an Eagles perspective. What if Russell Wilson considered the Eagles back in the day? People don't like to back in twenty twenty-one. Uh, that coming into that. Uh, uh, situation. Uh, he might have been the quarterback here. Uh, well, I think it would have been a little bit better, but uh, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. So I start with the Eagles, but from the from the Broncos' perspective, um, you know, I heard Sean talking about you know I can't change the five offensive linemen, I can't change the five receivers, but yeah, the one part I'm not buying is he gives them a better chance to win on. Sunday or Saturday, whenever they're playing this week. Um, yeah, I mean, Jared Stidham, come on. Um, 
It's just, you know, he's not playing up to the level of the contract. They want to start over. They're going to reboot. They're going to cut him in March. They're going to take the big. Jeffrey Lurie started all this with Carson Wentz. At the time, it seemed so astronomical. Now people are saying, you know what? We're going to move on and take big cap hits and do all that stuff. Um, Do I agree with it? I think it's a good thing from an organizational perspective that you admit you aren't. I always say the toughest thing is to be honest with yourself. Like, I don't think the New York Giants were honest with themselves last year. Um, I don't. Uh, And I think they're paying for it now. A little bit of fool's gold uh, with making the playoffs, getting a win. Talk about it all the time. Are they being honest with themselves? Yes. In Russell's case, though, I always support the player because this is a brutal industry. They don't care. They'll move on. They'll turn the page. They won't live up to contract. So when fans say, live up to the contract, when guys are maybe complaining, "Uh uh-uh, get everything you can um, while you can because it can turn very, very quickly. Um, from just a pure football perspective, I agree with the Broncos. They're not going anywhere with Russell Wilson. He's 35 years old. Um, if you can get ownership to reboot, reboot. Um, that's where I would be. But to do it, in- yeah, here's, here's where I got to disagree with you, and I disagree with, with you vehemently and anybody else. It, it's a it, football is a roll of the dice, life's a roll of the dice. You're going to run scared that he's going to get hurt in the last two games. And you're a yeah, that I agree play with. Well, you know, that's, that's the only thing that matters here. They're saying that they, that's why he said what he said, that I, he might actually believe it. And I would find that hard to believe that someone as smart as Sean Payton, ability to judge football, would do, would do and say something like that. They think they have a better chance to win with Jared Stenham. The no, I don't, I don't believe that hurt, for a second. I don't believe that for a second. It's only because of the money, as you mentioned. Um, that I, you and I agree with. In the offseason, as I said, in season, it's weird. I think you're right. It's only about the injury guarantee. And if you're That's willing off. and and if you're willing to take the 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 hit after the season, what's the big deal? Exactly. I mean, Try and win Walmart. these two games. Try exactly. and make the playoffs. That I agree with. That I agree with. Um I agree with you wholeheartedly. Try to make it. You're not, but try. You're leaning um, toward moving away from him, taking that massive cap pit, think you're going another direction. Fine. But yeah. while you're at it, win these last two games to make the playoffs. Give your fan base a little something to cheer about. Roll the dice. He doesn't break a leg in week 17. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I, and I don't believe any of them. At anytime you go to, like, what are you doing? Even, even... Even Washington with Jacoby Brissett over Sam Howell. I mean, why? Why? Yeah. They're not in anything. Hold on. Hold on. Ed Kratz's fandom aside, Sam Howell, Sam Howell. What has Sam Howell ever done? We know. No, I'm not comparing him. I'm saying in any situation, it could be, you know, uh, Sharon Hall is probably going to start this week again. They're in their 17th quarterback. Oh, you think they're going back to Hall? Yeah. It's like, why? Why? You're technically, you're still in it. I'm I'm with you with the still in it. You got to play until you're out. And when you're out, all right, then do whatever. Um, but I'm with you. They should try to make the playoffs. Anybody should try to make the playoffs. 
And then it's about playing the young guy, and that's why I brought up Washington. I just play the young guy. Um, once you're out of it, um, but yeah, but the young, guy, not out the young guy has to be a guy that you have some faith in that he's eventually going to be the the man. You got that faith? Should Washington have that faith in Sam Howell right now? Maybe I'm not. I'm not talking about uh, unquestioned. I'm just talking about a maybe. Is Sam Howell even a maybe at this stage anymore? Well, it depends who the, the new GM and coach is going to be. So there's so much uncertainty in Washington. But in the case of you know, no matter who it is, Jacoby Brissett is not going to be that guy. So it's kind of like, one, maybe there's a 10% chance, probably less, but there's a 10%. One, there's literally a 0% chance. Um, and and do you really want to win? And by the way, on top of that, to go Sam Hankey on you, you got a better chance to win the game with Brissett. And you probably don't want to win the game. You probably want to lose and maximize your, your draft process. So it's always different in what situation you're in. Um but in the case of Russell, yeah, I I play him until they're out of it, um, and and the same thing with uh, even though Nick Mullins is Nick Mullins, I play him until they're out of it. But they're probably going to go to Jaron Hall. So, um, you know, it's a new age. I don't agree with that part of it, but uh, yeah, I mean. Clearly, Sean Payton wants to go in a different direction. They're going to go in a different direction. But I, I am surprised they're starting it this in-season. Um, and it's only to save a couple bucks, let's be honest, uh, to insurance policy in case he gets hurt, which is, as you mentioned, it's it, it, the NFL's weird and because guys do get hurt. It's not like injuries can happen in baseball and basketball, but they're not going to be catastrophic occasionally they are paul george you know had that horrific injury mm -hmm. but it's very very rare in the nfl it's way more legitimate a concern but yeah they're taking it to a level where it it seems crazy to me and i did note this today just off the top of your head see if you can guess teams in the national football league 32 how many of them are Eight and seven or seven and eight? Oh, a lot. Uh, boy. Um, yeah, 24 teams are still in it. I, I know that. Um, 24 of the 30. 24, teams. how many are eight and seven or seven and eight? Uh, I don't know. We got 12. We got five. Uh, it's got to be 15 ish. 13. 13 yeah. of the teams. More than one third of the league yeah. is eight and seven or seven and eight, right there in the dead middle. That's yeah. amazing. That's just the way the league has played out this year. And that's and, why. E and that's oh, by why... the way, oh, by the way, Eagles are 11 and four. As we note that, as we yeah. note that more than one third of the league is just below 500, above, the Eagles are seven games over. And that's 500. why the Eagles standard standard is hurting them. Not only is hurting them and guys aren't having fun. I asked Nick that on Tuesday after the game, Tuesday, he said, we're having fun. There's no evidence you're having fun. <laughs> and and as you mentioned, they're they're eleven and four. They 11 haven't played four. up to the fan base's standard or their standard. Right. Um, but guess what? Everybody else is seven and eight and eight and seven. And um yeah. I There's mean one team, one team in the National Football League that has a better record than the Eagles. 
Baltimore Ravens. That's it. One out of 32 has a better record than the Eagles. All right, he's McMullen. I'm McDonald. That makes us Mac and Mac Birds 365. We will add one of our favorites. We haven't had him in a while. I missed him. Good to get him back in the mix. He's there. He's in the green room. I know he's there. I heard him pop on. We will punch him up next. He's in his luxury vehicle. The Prince of Darkness himself. And he can revel in the fact that James Bradbury is struggling as much as he is. Our buddy from the Delco Times, Bob Groats. Next on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-X. Eagles. You got Mac and Mac here on Birds 365. And as John McMullen correctly told you, in the luxurious vehicle he drives, 
Bob Groats joins us before he hits the road here on Birds 365. Where are you off to, Groats? Uh, I, I got to tell you, I've been here since last Thursday when John was supposed to have me on the 920 show last Thursday. Oh, thir- boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, we miscommunicated. I, I wanted Mis- to stay ready. said you could do it next Thursday. So <laughs> here I am. Let, let's, let's do it, baby. <laughs> you look like you've showered, though. So you had to leave the car at some point. I, I going down it. to practice. Are you going down to practice? Are you no, stopping? And I just stepped outside and, you know, uh. lathered up a little bit. Very good. Big day. Uh, Brandon Graham, uh, as I said, pretty much uh, uh, stopped the Sirianni subterfuge this week. The Eagles are getting a lot of players back. How uh, how excited are you to get Nick Morrow, Zach Cunningham, potentially Avante Maddox back for a Matt Patricia defense, Bob Groats? And they, they got to be better than, um, than last week. And I thought Van Sumren was all right, but um, – I also believe Jack Leonard was all right. What are you talking uh, about? He got overestimated. He guessed right on one play and he made a big play. He guessed wrong on the next play and it was a big gain. I mean, he just, he did do one thing right. Get the crowd into it. Yes, he did get the crowd into it. Got a lot of juice. Yeah. But, you know, he's the guy, he was on the, basically on the streets, right? I mean, uh, not really. Yeah, you can. he was on the street from an yeah. NFL perspective, not from a not from his yeah. life perspective. Yeah, he could have helped the Colts. He would still be there. Now, you know, he he's helped them a little bit, but uh, but he also made mistakes. And th- that whole team, you watch the replay of the Eagles game. That the whole Eagles team was one mistake after the other. And I almost forgot about Hertz at the two yard line instead of going out of bounds. Yeah, that, well, that was a bad I, mistake. That was yeah. not good. That reminded me a little bit of Kyler Murray last year when the Eagles. Yes. Played. Yes. And he had that brain fart. You know, he needed 10. He went down. There was nobody there. He went down at nine and he had to burn his third down with a spike so they could yeah. try. A few. Otherwise, he would have had three shots at the end zone. So, but, um, you know, and I don't buy this. There's like a, a narrative out there that this is the NFL today. I don't, I don't buy that. There's other teams that that don't make these kind of mistakes. So they, they got to get their stuff together in a hurry. I I will disagree with you both on uh, quote unquote on the street. You know, who was on the street this year, Zach Cunningham for like four months on the street. Lenny got released and he could have signed the next day if he wanted to either the Cowboys and Eagles would have signed him. So if you're on the street for one day, as compared to four months, who is more on the street, Shaq Leonard or Zach Cunningham? On the street is on the street. Hey, uh, on, on the yeah, it's just an NFL term. You're, yeah. you're a street free agent. By um, the way, about to be on the street is uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, because he had a no trade clause. No one. Well, that'll be March. Yeah, but off season also, Jody's different than in season. You know, yeah. a lot of veteran guys wait on oh, purpose because they don't want to. They don't want to go through all the nonsense of the off season. Hey, I, I got as soon as I heard that, I, I went back to all the, the Carson Wentz nonsense. And um, and I thought about how they had that. They bit the bullet on, what was that, a record $30 million in dead money, John? Dead cap money. Yeah. 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 It's going to be nice. It was astronomical at the time. Yeah. It was, like, unthinkable. I remember Andrew Branton was on the show. He said, there's no way they're doing that. And I agreed with Andrew because nobody had done it. And nobody had ever done it before, and the Eagles pulled the trigger. Now everybody's, oh yeah, we'll we'll just move on. Yeah. Time to move on. Yeah. Russell Wilson 
they they were talking about 91 million yeah yeah it's unbelievable how it's exploded that's walmart money right there baby yeah that's uh, denver yeah. oh man and oh by the way uh and i did see this last night um the team that signs him there is uh layover language for his contract with denver anything he makes with his new team denver doesn't have to pay whoever right. he signs with he will sign for the veteran minimum because he's not getting any more money. He's yeah. going to get, it's going to max out at what Denver owes him. So exactly. the veteran minimum is what he's going to sign for. So there's going to be a team that's going to sign him. I guarantee you get Russell oh, Wilson yeah. for veteran yeah. minimum money. Of course oh, yeah. you're going to do that. Yeah. No, there's a lot of bad quarterbacks. A lot of, you know, well, how many quarterbacks have started? We're at like 58. There have no. been 58 different starting It's not double yet. It's not 64. I do not think it's 64. For last week, the Giants game. Yeah. That Tommy DeVito. Oh, oh yeah, that was tough. That uh, was I, I said I, I don't know. I don't know how Dayball can look at Saquon Barkley and Dexter Lawrence and all their good players and say, All right. Now what's understandable, I said when Taylor was hurt, yeah, he had to play. Then there's no issue. But when Taylor got healthy, I don't know how he, he sold that to the locker room. I really don't. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. I mean, because there's guys that does, like Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, they good player, man. Dexter Lawrence. He's a really yeah. good player. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you're asking those guys to go out there and, 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 you know, and Dexter, by the way, was hurt in that game. He had a hamstring. He barely practiced. And you're saying, uh, go out there and put your body on the line. I'm not going to, yeah. I don't know how coaches do that. I and really I, I Still, it's still hard for me to fathom like the the points that the Eagles gave up and the way they gave them up too. The pick six, the the uh, the deep ball. To, there could have been more if, yeah. if Darren Waller was going for a touchdown. If Hassan Reddick uh, uh, didn't put pressure on Taylor, um, I mean, he was there was nobody. And uh, if he would, if he had time to get the ball where he needed to get the ball. Um, so there's still some issues there could have on been the defense. Pick six too, uh, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, I mean, off that ball, you know, like he looked like one of us, you know, trying to catch. You know, here, yeah. get. I mean, he he was. There was no way he get caught. So, yeah, I mean, and all that said, they won. How about that? On the last play, the last they did. They yeah. did hold on and win. All right. Uh, you mentioned the, the the fact that Waller could have made a big play. Let's be honest, and there's been guys in and out of the lineup, injuries and everything else. Doesn't matter who's been on the field. Eagles have had some issues covering tight ends all year. And I think McBride is their yeah. best option in their passing grit game. That's why Zach Gertz, talking about a street-free agent, Zach's still out on, on the street. Uh, thought he's going to come here. Wrong. Thought he's going to go to Baltimore. They like the kid likely filling in for it. Wrong. He hadn't gotten a gig, hadn't gotten a job. And McBride is the one who pushed him out of Arizona. Who are they going to have cover him this weekend, Bob Grutz? Well, it doesn't, you know, the, the Eagles, they're the back end of their defense, Jody. It's not just the tight end. Who are they going to have covering them? They can't cover anybody. I mean, look at them. I mean, and it's been that way for the last month. I mean, that, and, a lot of people criticize the pass rush. They're not getting there. Well, they're Me? throwing. Yeah, they're throwing it in two seconds. It's one, two, bang, it's out. Because they. they, they well, that was DeVito, but Taylor hung on to the football. 
And he yeah, was trying to make plays. It's because yeah. they can't cover. They can't even give you that two seconds to get to the that extra second to get to the quarterback. So and and that's gonna be that's a huge problem. I, I was looking at teams that they they might play in the playoffs, and I'm thinking, do they match up with them? Do they match up with uh, the Lions? Say they play them in the playoffs. They, better, the Lions, better, better be they here. Better, they better, better score be at some Lincoln points. Financial Field. They Even better the score Lions some points. Are, Lions they got to win a shootout, man. They got to win a shootout. The Lions can't stop anybody, but they can run the ball and they get turnovers. And uh, I mean, the Eagles, their formula right now is a little bit. Uh, mess- the Cowboys, even the Cowboys here, is going to be a tough game. Um, even even the 49ers. What about the Rams? Are you afraid of the Rams? Not, the not Rams. Game, not if the game is here. Yeah, if it's out there, yeah, that that would be that's another one too. They they're getting a, they're they're definitely they playing a bunch of young guys though. So they're not tournament tested. But uh I'm looking at this and um you know the, the sure the Eagles beat the lowly, you know, the the um the seventh or eighth seed whoever they play. They'll, they'll beat them with no problem, but I I don't like the way they match up with these other teams. And um, you ask me, Nick Sirianni's got a he's got a right to be, you know, cross, you know, and snarling on that that sideline and yelling at people. Is he too emotional? Uh, is he too emotional, Bob? Because why is he yelling at Hassan Reddick? He's the only guy giving him anything on defense. Why the hell are you yelling at Hassan Reddick? Well, I you, I will find out. Right, we'll we'll ask uh, Hassan and. Hassan will say, you know, I don't want to talk about that right now. Uh, you can ask me something else. But, no, we'll, we'll find out eventually. I, I think he wanted him just to go back into the game. And um, and, and uh, Devontae Smith is the – he's the new Dom, big Dom on the sideline. You know, trying yeah, to make, he's trying to, trying to make peace, Devontae. What's going on yeah. there? Little yeah. guy. Little guy. No. I mean, their, their whole – I mean, that, that drama on the sideline. And Nick brought this on himself. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, his his antics. Um, yeah, it happens too often. Yeah. Now, he said he's got to tone it down, but Your he's team. done this in the past. You know, in the same press conference, by the way, where he said he's got to tone it down, he said the key with me, everybody makes mistakes, but the key is you can't make them again. Well, how many times has he made the same mistake? I mean, yeah, you either do it or you don't do it. And maybe he's I- not capable of doing it yeah well but they they you know all that said i mean that they still have a really an offense that can be really potent and oh, uh, yeah. that offensive line is in gear they, they've had some struggles too and uh there is a blueprint out there to to attack the eagles and uh and the more i watch that giants game i, I really like that the way wink martindale attacked them i mean that that was a brilliant game plan and um and that caused some of those mistakes you know um so people are going to see that there's a there's a variety of ways to do it now this week with Arizona they don't have any players at all so I don't think it's going to be much of an issue and uh, even though Gannon knows them intimately and uh, and you know which which way Hertz wants to step or or do this it's not going to make a difference I don't think um, I don't I don't expect this game to be close for more than um, a quarter. Ooh, okay, that's good to know. Good to know. I, good I news. Like Tyler Murray, though, I do like. I mean, but he, he just does. You mentioned the tight end; he's got no other weapons, really. I mean, because uh, that other guy, who's the guy that got from Baltimore, the the slot Marquise receiver, Marquise Brown. Yeah, I mean, Marquise Brown. He's he, he's, he's fast. fast. He's just really disappointing, though. 
And you know who's and, disappointing? Their other guy, um, sort of like Rondell Moore. I thought he was going to be a problem, and he really hasn't been. For yeah, he's very quick. They do have some speed. Patricia mentioned that yesterday with Brown and Moore, and obviously Kyler. They they are fast, but yeah, the, the problem is they got three slot receivers, and you can only play one guy in the slot. You got to have somebody outside who can get something done. Um, for many points at all. All right, let me uh, run this by you, uh, Bob, since it sounds like you're in agreement with John McMullen. Um, John rightfully points out the Eagles' three opponents, last three that Sean Desai had a game plan against were Buffalo, San Francisco, and Dallas. The three <laughs> opponents Matt Patricia's got the face have been Seattle, the Giants, and the Cardinals. Kind of easier sledding for Matt Patricia, so... Uh, do you put as much heavy emphasis on the opponent when evaluating whether Matt Patricia has improved this defense or not? Uh, yeah, I, I can't say that he's improved it. Um, and, and you're right. It's basically because of the competition. And uh, But, it, you know, we, we've just hit a really strange kind of warp in this whole Eagles season. I, I've never – I've covered the team since 92, uh, right after Jerome Brown passed away in that tragic uh, – automobile crash and i've never they they've never changed the coordinator this late in the season and and uh gotten anywhere or you know they've never even done that and they were 10 and 3 10 and 3 we're we're in the we're in the like the twilight zone here and you know i don't know if the young guys remember what that was but but I'm, i'm just waiting for rod serling to come out from behind the curtain and tell us that tell me that you know the season is not over but it will be in five minutes for the <laughs> like that. I mean, it, this is bizarre, bizarre world or whatever. This is, you know, it doesn't get. And, any- and by the way, uh, evidently Nick Sirianni started to muse about changing the defensive play caller when they were eight and one, when they were eight and one. So it, 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 that's ironic to me because. Uh, JG is coming back. It's JG week. And I think the Eagles were eight and one when a certain radio host that Jody Mack is familiar with uh, recommended he be fired. <laughs> and JG kind of completed that with reporters saying it, which we certainly didn't say it. Yeah. But, well, it was definitely JG who suggested it to. Uh, to oh, Mack. yeah. He said it. Yeah, yeah, he said it. And he's right. So a certain someone called for him to be fired when he was eight and one. Yeah. The Eagles started thinking about it with Sean Desai when they were eight and one. So maybe it isn't so crazy. He saved Nick Sirianni by telling him to give up the play calling. I mean, let's be honest about that. You know, it's all going to come back to us. this. You know, of all the things that uh, people think the Eagles are, and Bob, you were there yesterday. Slay spoke glowingly about him. Reed Blankenship, BG. I didn't talk to Fletch. I assume Fletch did. Um, all the defensive guys love Gannon. Nick loves Gannon. Um, but the one thing they were kind of PO'd about was that, that he kind of took credit for Nick Sirianni's uh, uh, step back from play calling. They didn't like that. They didn't like that. All the other stuff manufactured kind of nonsense really is turn the page 
And by the way, they wouldn't like Big Fangio's defense. I say that all the time. If the timing worked out, they wouldn't like Big Fangio's defense. That that could be. And I, I heard an interesting little uh, ditty from uh, you know, recently from Schefter. And he said that Gannon, his, his, uh, he kept the Eagles hanging so long that um, Fonzio or Fangio, he had to make a decision on what he was going to, he wanted to, he said that Schefter said that Fangio wanted to, uh, was, was highly considering the Eagles as, uh, his next employer. He, yeah. The he Eagles really- wanted, but, but yeah. here's the thing. And he had been Adam and I'll say it to everybody and uh, nobody questions that. Of he accepted the Dolphins job on January 29th. Anybody could look it up if they want to look it up. Tom Pellicero was the first to report it. He agreed to terms with the Dolphins on January 29th. That date is key for this reason. That was the date of the NFC Championship game. Gannon had no idea he was leaving. In fact, he told John Clark he was coming back because he got turned down by Houston. The yeah, call not- from the call from Monty Osenford came in the days after the NFC Championship game. The right. timing was- didn't work burn- out. No. Was that on the one of those burner phones that the, the Cardinals were using? It could have been. Monty yeah. self-reported it. Monty when self-reported it. stuff comes up, I don't believe any of those dates and stuff. I mean, I do believe the date that, that Fangio agreed to terms, but you could get out of that. I mean, that's that's not like, Well, the Eagles tried. Yeah. The, the Eagles tried to get him. Third-day draft pick or something. But I I'm, I think that the, I, the I kinda, Eagles tried. And by the way, if the Eagles got Vic Fangio, and by the way, Vic would not do that. And I said it at the time. Vic was not going to, he agreed, and he wasn't going to Josh McDaniels, the Miami Dolphins, who, who, by the way, gave him the largest coordinator contract in NFL history on top of it. Um, He wasn't, he wasn't, the Eagles tried. Tim McManus did a great job this week. The Eagles tried to change his mind during the lead up to the Super Bowl. He wasn't going to change his mind. He's not Josh McDaniels. He he values his reputation and he agreed to terms with Miami and he and he lived up to what he agreed to. People got to turn the page, man. Bob, they got to turn the page. I, I can't turn the page on Gannon, but I see him walk. <laughs> Jonathan Gannon owes he owes Jalen Hurts an MVP in the Super Bowl. He owes the, the Eagles a Super Bowl. He had he had one foot out the door and he knew it, you know? Uh, yeah. But, right. By the way, I'll put in a bid if it ever comes to auction on one of those burner phones, you know, if if uh, it happened to be by the way, Slay. Yeah, you'd uh, be able to retrieve the data. I'm sure of that. M- Mr. Electronics himself, Bob Groach, you'd be able to figure it out. Yeah, that's happening. All right. Now, I want to turn back the clock to your younger days, as you mentioned, when you got onto the beat. As a matter of fact, did you watch the 30 for 30 on Reggie White oh, yeah. on ESPN? Yeah. Uh, that was tremendous. And and uh, I, like you, started in Philadelphia in 1990. So we're uh, on this. I see in that movie. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, At the, in that little documentary, too much WIP. And and something else, Jody. I too much. I, big of a deal of his um, 
I, I think that uh, that whole thing where his religious beliefs and uh, and him, uh, you know, not well, what did he what did he say? He was uh, at, at, especially at the beginning of his his career with his faith. He was anti uh, what same sex. Yeah. Homosexuality. Yeah. I, I think they spent way too much time on that. They, they didn't do that to other people. I mean, I, I, I can I can see I can understand putting it out there, but they. You know, they they made it like three chapters. I, I was not real pleased with that. Reg, Reg, uh, Reggie was pretty outspoken about it. Um, but no, and can, and uh, Miss busted my chops for WIP. There was only one host out who was on the air when Jerome Brown passed, and that was yours truly. Is that and right? It's, it's one of the toughest shows I've ever had to do. At the wow. time, I'd been only doing them for a second. Now I've been doing them 30 years. So this is 30 years later, and still to this day, I say that was one of the hardest shows I ever had to do. Um, but no, I want to move away from John Brown. Move Will a right be wrong this year? Is Eric Allen finally going to get into the Hall of Fame? Yesterday, he became a finalist for the first time. He'd been a semifinalist at least the last five years, maybe six or seven. But he had never broken through to make the final 15. He's a finalist this year. The two guys that I've been making an argument for for 20-plus years to make the Hall of Fame have been Joe Klecko, got in last year, and Eric Allen. Deserves to be a Hall of Famer, unquestioned Hall of Famer in my mind. Is he in yours, Bob Groats? Yeah, I think he I think he does get in. I keep getting all these surveys from Hall of Fame voters and stuff like that, or, or organizations, and uh, and he's always one of the top two or three names. Which of these guys is more deserving, you know, or would you – do you feel is more deserving? So, I mean, that to me, that's a little bit of an indicator. I've gotten those for years, but a lot of Eric Allen. I think this is the year for him. And uh, and another guy too, Jody. That uh, I'm going to plug this guy. It's a local guy, Billy White Shoes Johnson. He he definitely is deserving. I mean, the, the kick returners, the punt returners, and that they they've just been disrespected. And, uh, yeah, and they think, don't get in. Maybe Devin Hester breaks through. He, he might be the guy. And the, uh, even the, you know, the punters too. I mean, now they've kind of now punting is uh, they, they they've almost outlawed special teams to you know, kick off and and uh, and the punts are more limited. But uh, punters too, and a guy that a perfect candidate for uh, for Hall of Fame punter in my opinion would be Sean Landetta. Kicked for like thirty years, kicked for or punted for yeah, like Sean. 35, 35 um, um, what was it thirty five miles. Yeah, we were looking at this. And <laughs> did a great job. Two Super Bowl rings, Jody. You remember with yeah. the time? Oh, Landette is a bud. Yeah. I, I, I hope he gets that kind of accreditation. I fear it's never happening. Yeah, yeah but yes on, <clears throat> excuse me, yes on Eric Allen. Yes. By the way, Bob's first year, 92, 1991. I was just doing this yesterday because I had to write about the JG nonsense. 1991 was the Eagles' last number one defense um, statistically under Bud Carson, um, 1991. It's been that long. 2022 was the first time since 1991 they were at least number two in the NFL over 30 years. I don't think people realize that, but they're living. They're living it. They gave and, up, and oh, by the way, you're right. Buddy's defense never number one. No, 
No. Bud Carson's the year after, but he got his walking papers. Yeah. Actually, last time they were number one. I actually, it, it, I, I'll look it up in the break, but the Buddy Ryan, yeah, there's a lot of revisionist history there. A lot of revisionist history. Uh, and people remember it uh, for whatever reason. It, it, they're, their their memories have have be uh, have you know failed them to be honest. All right. So Bob Groats, you believe that the Eagles will put this game in the bank by the end of the first quarter? You said that earlier on the show. Yeah. To to what extent, and how did the last three quarters play out? Because right, wrong, or indifferent, the Giants did throw the ball into the end zone on the last play of the game and could have gotten a two point conversion and tied it and forced overtime. There's certain guys here on the stream that get on my case because I point out that happened last year. The Giants got an onside kick. If they've been able to recover that in the game at home, they could have challenged Eagles. They only lost by five points. So when is it a game? When isn't it a game? Give us the Bob Groats breakdown on how the fourth quarter plays in this game. Will the Eagles be up by three touchdowns and putting the Heisman out for the uh, – Cardinals and keeping them at length. Will the Cardinals rally and come back and make it a game? How's the fourth quarter play? The fourth quarter plays out like this. Every time the Eagles throw the ball, they'll have a double-digit lead. Every time they throw the ball, the crowd's going to chant, run, run, run. That's going to be it. (laughs) And if Gainwell or or, uh, DeAndre Swift gets the ball and runs, they're going to go nuts. So I think I think that's what Eagles fans want right now, and uh, and they're going to be comfortably ahead. I wouldn't. They're going to get it. You know, yeah. they're going to. If they're I, ahead, they're going to have a great run pass ratio. I, People will love uh, it. And JG, he his deal. I, I'm not completely a hundred percent in this, but his deal did seem to align with uh, with Nick Sirianni's, and that was keep everything in front of you. And uh, so that that's going to mean a lot of first downs for the Eagles, and uh, and not much. Uh, time for Kyler Murray to get into rhythm. So, and uh, you may even see a few turnovers too. Yeah, and that's that's another area where the Eagles, the, the defense, especially to me, the back end, they're, they've just been brutal. You know, no no turnovers, I mean, or no takeaways. Um, and, you know, I don't, that, that's just a, that, that's a terrible formula to, I mean, that gets in your head after a while. You go into the playoffs and know that you can't get, get takeaways. I mean, you, that's a lot of stress on uh, Jalen Hurts and uh, and the offense. So, you know, maybe they can get a few of those too. There's there should be opportunities. Just remember, you heard it here first. James Bradbury with a big int this week. Ooh, I, that uh, Bob's guy, James and, Bradbury. But he, he's gotten a bad rap because I mean now, now a, you're going down. He's getting a bad rap. You killed yes, him forever. Yes. You're coming to his defense now. I never said he was the worst cornerback in the world. And pretty that's close. What... You were pretty close to it, Bob. It, it kind of that. I mean, that that pass defense. I, I you know, Sean Desai and um, and now Patricia. I guess Patricia. You know, you look at last week and you say, um, yeah, was there was there modest improvement? Yeah, for maybe the first half, but that second half, I saw guys wide open again. You know. And um, and there were a couple of good throws. Tyrod Taylor made a great throw to to Slayton, but uh, and and um, who was it? Blankenship. Yeah, I mean, boy, he really misplayed that thing. I misread that. <laughs> yeah, that was. Not good. I I never remember. You know, you know, Bob. The person they miss the most is CJ. 
that, yeah. that, that, that is the guy they miss the most. Man. That guy just made plays. He just yeah. made plays. He got, he had an attitude and, uh, and it was contagious. So yeah, are they, you know, they, they should have paid him. In case you're wondering why we have Bob Groats on now, you know, because you never know what he's going to say. He actually defended James Bradbury. Yeah. Well, he should. Bradbury's getting knock too much. me over with a feather that Bob Groats was going to come to the defense of James hey, Bradbury. I hope Jeff Kerr isn't listening right now. He'll, he'll be good. Yeah. Well, I have a stat to conf- uh, uh, refute what you say. All At right. Bob Groats, Delco Times. Make sure you read Bob. Does a tremendous job since 1992. Right. That's I, I got to get headed. I'm going to the to Las Vegas now. I'm going to get get start driving out there. By the way, you got oh. a new new profile picture. When did you put that up? You look like a you look like a model in that picture. That's the best picture you've ever taken. Your profile oh. picture. I didn't. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, John. You're welcome. BG, thanks. Go on, go back inside. All you're, right. you're, you're officially live. I know you've been in the car for a week, so go get Here. something to eat. Go inside and get something to eat. All right, guys. Always That's, a pleasure. Bob thanks, Bud. For the Delco Times here with us on Birds 365. He defended Bradbury. Yeah, how about I, that? I can't believe that. And and I'm the biggest, well, maybe we're living in bizarre world because you know I'm the biggest Bradbury fan. I started the push to get him here when he was still on the Giants. While well, he's still under contract, because I had sources in New York telling me they're going to release Bradbury. The Bradbury's the guy. They got to clean up their cap, and it's going to be Bradbury. So I went on the airwaves in Philadelphia and said, "This guy's going to shake loose. He's a perfect fit for the Philadelphia Eagles." And damn if it didn't work out. And by the way, Jody, for the buddy truthers we were talking about. 86 to 90, so we're talking five seasons. One top 10 defense. Here they are, 17th, 23rd, 27, number 8, number 12 started to turn around. Then Bud Bud got here, number 1 in 1991, number 6, and then the the fall off. But, yeah, the Buddy built the foundation. But guess what? They weren't that good. and people think they were. Yeah. And they yeah. took off with Bud Carson. He is John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. We got to come back and put a bow on this show. Um, are we going to make picks? We're not on tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, we got to. I, I'm, I'm Here's my make, pick. Eagles win the game. That's yeah, my pick. I was going to say, I'm ready to declare the Eagles a W, but I don't know exactly if I'm ready to. And I asked Groats to do it. Tell me how the fourth quarter's going to go. Um, I'm not ready to, to quite ready to give a score, but we'll come back and we'll give you our thoughts on Eagles and the Cardinals next here on Birds 365.
Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. But out of time here on Birds 365. Thank Groats and Ricky Ricardo, uh, two of my personal faves. They not only bring insight, but they make me laugh when I come out. So I thank both of those two guys. Um, Johnny, we're not on tomorrow. We'll certainly be back Monday after the game. Eagles are going to win against the Cardinals on Sunday, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they just, Arizona, come on. They're not trying to win, number one. They're trying to reboot the thing. And look, I mean, I said there's Kyler and aspect that the Eagles don't play well, turn it over. Um, It's the NFL. Anything can happen. But I would be very surprised if if they didn't win this game. And, And I'd be very surprised if they didn't win it pretty easily. If they play a clean game, which they haven't done very often, but if they do, they will win it easily. Um, and they need to clean up those turnovers. And as long as they clean up the turnovers, if they can, they'll they'll win the game handily. And I am guilty of this as well. So if I'm going to cast dispersions, I'm casting them on myself. There have been games this year where I've said the Eagles not only need to win, the Eagles need to make a statement. The Eagles need a blowout. The Eagles need to step on somebody's throat and keep them down maybe more so this week than any game this season because of what John McMullen at all guys who were in the locker room afterwards said about the post game against the giants, that it didn't feel like a win that the team's not, you have to laugh at Sirianni, which says they're having fun, except for guys who are in there every single day and go, it doesn't look like people are having fun. They need to have some fun, John. They, they need a blowout just to pump the emotional balloon of the Eagles back up again. I think the one o'clock start might pump it up. 
I think it might be that. When in doubt, tie it to a one o'clock start. You are, man. You are so predictable. The players, uh, forget about me. The players love it. They love it. They love one o'clock games. Uh, That might be enough to pump them up. You know what? The players don't like playing three games on Christmas. And you know what? Roger Goodell and the 32 owners say to the players, we can play our games whenever we damn please because people are going to tune in to the 27, 29 million number. Did you see the TV ratings, Jody? Oh, yeah. Now we got to go. 29.2 million for Raiders. And they still haven't released the Eagle number. They released the early game and the late game. No, 29. uh, This is from front office sports. 29 million for the Giants Eagles. 27.2 27.2 million for Ravens 49ers. So it's weird. The first game drew the most 29.2. Yeah. The NBA games 2.5 million, 4.15, I mean, the NFL destroys everything in its path. It's yep. amazing. And and do they care about the players no. being home with their families on no. Christmas? Now let's schedule another Christmas. No. Next week, next and year could Wednesday. be a, a quad game. Uh yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll play. They're going to play Christmas games on Wednesday next week, uh, next year. Mark, mark our words. But that's a topic we've got all off season to talk about that on Birds Three Sixty Five. We got to stay in the mode. Eagles Cardinals on Sunday. Johnny Mack be part of the pregame show and the postgame show, and then he and I will be back here on Birds Three Sixty Five. You're good for Monday, right? Ah, uh, yeah. It's a long time away, but uh, hopefully, yeah. all right. Day after Chris- a game. Just so I'm on the record, I don't care what Nick Sirianni does with the coin toss. This game, I'm going to leave it up to the coach. He can do whatever he wants. If he wants to defer, that's fine. If he wants to take ball, that's fine. This is one where you got other fish to fry. Don't worry about the coin toss, coach. So I won't be second-guessing that, but I will ask McMullen to text me and say whether he did or didn't take the ball. I can Uh, text you right now. Defer. Defer. All right, he is John. I'm Jody. We are Mac and Mac Birds 365. We'll be back. Oh, I can't do the two and two thing because it's not. We're not back again until Monday. We'll see you on Monday, everybody. Go, Birds. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.